Hello and welcome everybody. This is Vegan Carne Alliance and today I am joined by two of my favorite people, Jesse Molinix and What's Alex Erit. Hey. Hi. How are you both doing today? Very well, thank you. So we just all had a nice meal. I think wonderful. we're feeling good. Is everybody is anybody like food coma? I feel bit. pretty good. I, I mean, it's wonderful. <laughs> I feel more mellow than normal. We may have to get Alex mm-hmm. some caffeine. Possibly. Yeah. So uh, we are coming into the new world. It is 2020. Uh, we are, it's currently the 18th of January. Just Whoa. long enough time to have uh, forgotten all of our resolutions. Do either of you do those things? Um, not on the new year. They usually come before the new year. And then I just hopefully have them already going by the time the new year comes. So I'm just like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm doing that. I'm there. Uh, and I don't have to feel like I have to do anything. Oh, you pre-start it. It's like you're warming the engine before. Yeah. Oh, I like that. So that way you don't have all the pressure of like you trying to do things and you're That's hungover. True. And everybody's asking you about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cause who I mean, I, you break resolutions because you've had too much to drink, right? I mean, that's what happens on New Year's. That's the problem. Yeah, or you like, you know, it's like, or you have a whole new idea be, with <laughs> the New Year, and then you're like, wait, I have to break my New Year's resolution because I have a better idea. Ooh. Mm. So you come up with better resolutions at the moment that the clock strikes twelve. No, like the day after, you know, when I'm like, <laughs> oh, so you have to save it for the next year, but remember it for yeah, 364 days, and like, you know, medication to. <laughs> To the hangover, you have uh-huh. new spirits and things that come to you, and you're like, "Whoa, I have a new idea!" Instead of you know doing two pull-ups a day, I'm gonna do six. That's good. It's Alex, nice. It's like a fermentation. But you don't do that either. What about yourself? Do you have any this year? Well, um, I don't do resolutions wow. anymore. Okay. I, have, Big I have like goal lists, which uh-huh. is um, something that you don't know anything about. <laughs> <laughs> How yeah, have they so been I've, going? Is they've it been, they've good? Been, yeah, uh-huh. they've been great. Um, I'm recuperating from a, <laughs> a very busy week uh-huh. of school winter session, but um, yeah, I, I, I'm i okay. <laughs> well, I think these resolutions were sort of a perfect transition because we are going to start off our show by talking about a new documentary that came out. It's new-ish. I don't know. What's it been out? Six months now? Maybe a little less? Called... I, I don't know. It's called Game Changers. Right. So this has probably been the biggest vegan documentary in the last, at least in the last year. There have been some really big ones. I don't know. I feel like every, every year or two, one sort of pops off before this, what I think of as sort of forks over knives. I don't know if you all ever saw that, but mm -hmm. uh, this one I think has a new angle, which hasn't really been explored in, you know, sort of food documentaries, which is the plant-based sort of athlete side of So, um, so first things first, I want to sort of, uh, I think I need to put this out into the world. This thing is called Vegan Carne Alliance, right? And I am in theory the vegan and Jesse is in theory the carne. And we are talking about this thing and I I never, ever, I'm not a, I'm not a pusher. I didn't tell Jesse to watch this thing. Even I hadn't, I I did end up watching it, but Jesse actually hits me up. So do you want to tell me how you told me? Do you want to tell them? Well, yeah, it was totally, it was totally random because I, I'd seen this on Netflix and I assumed it was about um, just like game changer athletes and like mm. badass athletes. Uh-huh. And I was always like, pass, look stupid. <laughs> and then I was bored one day as Netflix goes. That's you how it goes, yeah. To watch. Boredom and I was is like, the key driver. You know, I turned it on and I had no idea it was about 
um, veganism. Mm. I had zero clue. But when you started it, did you watch it and then you and then your mother ended up watching it or your your family ended up watching it? This was like a Christmas. Yeah, well, I told my mom about it, told my dad about it. Uh-huh. Um, I watched it with my mom. My so, dad watched it oh, okay. separately uh-huh. with his wife. Uh-huh. They both are like, you know, when he's been ve- like vegan, vegetarian uh-huh. for years, but in the past years, he's been like, oh, yeah, I'm on retirement. I'm going to like, I, I want to eat some short ribs. I'm going to eat some short ribs. Uh-huh. And he, after he watched it, he was like, dude, no more cheating on the diet. He's like, I'm going back. I'm not, okay. he's like, he's like, you know, I have some things that are going on that I think might, it might be caused from the eating, whatever, you know, uh-huh. but he's, he also was just like, this is a, you know, got me back to like, you know, no more hot dog at a bar. Uh-huh. Like my friend's like, try this. Right. You know, yeah, uh, this, I feel like this sort of, um, I don't know how it is for you all, but it, do you all get like moved by, I, I saw a tweet a long time ago that said my personality is 30% the last movie I saw. <laughs> and, I, and I've always agreed with that. Yeah, it's like a, sure. an idea. It's weird. Like you can take the energy from something and sort of push it into your life and maybe Momentum. it carries. Right. Yeah. And so I think we're 18 days now in, and whenever you texted me this, you, I, I don't actually remember. Did you sort of, had you given yourself ultimatums? Were you like, I'm out, I'm doing with I don't remember was it I I watched it and so you have to remember I was climbing a lot with you and uh-huh. I had that fucking back injury that kept <laughs> yeah. coming back wait and, it was the only thing that allowed me to climb better than you it's yeah, a real right? shame yeah <laughs> but in this back injury like it would go away but it would never really fully go away uh-huh. and I was having like a, a vertebrae that like feels like it's bruised uh-huh. to the touch and okay. and I was watching Game Changers and that was one of the first things that really struck me. I was like, wait, are they saying, I didn't realize that just eating vegan could cause inflammation to go down and all the, and it was also in line with, um, I was talking to a Chinese medicine doctor mm-hmm. who was talking about how these pains can be caused by oxygen deprivation, mm-hmm. which can be directly caused through eating meats and like your blood flow and how much blood is able to get to an area. Uh-huh. And, I was like, well, that's already enough for me to just give this a shot to see if my back pain will go away. Huh. Well, so let's let's tell everybody a little bit about it. Has it, yeah. Alex, you've seen it, right? No, no you're not. Have, okay, so we're gonna. I've heard enough about it. So though. the the film is directed by a guy named Louis Sohoyas. So it's P S I H O Y O S, and um, it's a documentary that follows it follows a few athletes, but it mostly centers around this MMA fighter James Wilk, who's sort of famous for beating Colin McGregor and I don't know if that was a title match I don't follow MMA did he beat Colin McGregor I believe so yeah and it was like a big deal because Colin in the the reason why I remember is because in the documentary they show um they're like pre-match barbs oh, no 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 that was uh Nate Diaz oh okay so Nate, so Nate yeah. is mocking him there we go thank you I'm glad yeah, you clarified in, in the thing but the guy's yeah. like yeah look at this little plant eater blah 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 what's you living on broccoli <laughs> and I'm he's not going to lose to a tofu sticks. boy right exactly sticks for dinner uh-huh. sticks for lunch right right yeah mm-hmm. um, hey, I just been eats a steak uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so it follows these people and it sort of uh, it t- follows these athletes essentially from like their initial questions and it takes you through and it sort of you go you end up with these NFL stars um, it, they end up talking to the world's strongest man Patrick Baboumian is, I, I could be saying that wrong too yeah Baboumian. that's probably how you and then um, it. yeah I mean this guy is uh he, I was looking up some of the stuff that he did. So he did at VegFest Yoke Walk. He uh, he carried 1,213 pounds over 33 feet. And then uh, before that, he he carried yeah 1,230 
pounds for 28 seconds. So if anybody doesn't know how much that is, I was looking up, uh, that's about the size of a, it's like carrying a polar or grizzly bear, or it's more than a grand (laughs) piano, or it's more than a horse. So like, Jeez. just I don't know. There's something funny about picturing a world's strongman carrying a polar bear. That's I yeah. would I would go see that competition. Yeah, yeah. I don't that's know. kind of like a a giant baby too. You know, that's how I'd imagine he'd carry it <laughs> <laughs> like on top of his belly. So so in the documentary, it's following these athletes around, but it's also trying to debunk or talk about things. And what I would say is, for anybody listening to this, there are definitely sort of um, there are two sides to these things. But I want Jesse to keep talking about your sort of what interested you in this documentary what was the thing you said the inflammation did you like that the athletes were there what were you interested in the thing well so i right now i'm interested in is just the the health benefits that Uh you can get as an athlete you Uh know and for climbing is one of the things i'm looking at the most and it really got me thinking about that day i went climbing with you and uh our friend derek for the fellows at home, or Derek, he's this giant man that works at or climbs with us at Stronghold uh-huh. Climbing Gym, and I was like climbing outdoors, and I was like, I'm gonna eat all fucking chicken, so I have tons of energy to go climbing. And it was one of the worst days of climbing I had. I felt like super <sighs> tired, um, just uh, out of energy, and just didn't have that like spark. And then, and I've been eating a lot of meat at the time to kind of build muscle. So in watching this, the first things I was like, you know, fascinated with was their argument against there's no protein in eating vegan. Mm-hmm. And they're just like, that is just not true. Right. It's, it's a, just a farce right. as far as they're concerned. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's probably valid information. Uh-huh. <laughs> so that was interesting. But then, yeah, just getting to like, oh yeah, you could see results in inflammation in a week. Uh-huh. You know, and I experienced that. I right. quit, I, I stopped eating meat for three days right. and my back pain had reduced by like 75%. And in it's been maybe, what, two weeks, three weeks now, like yeah. three weeks. Mm-hmm. And my back pain is gone, <laughs> you know, and it's like gone, gone in a way that I haven't felt in forever. And I'm not 100% vegan now, but, sure. you know, definitely am going for the path of I'm eating healthy, balanced, very delicious, very complex um, vegan meals primarily, you know? Sure. Well, so in this sort of this documentary coming mm-hmm. out and it getting generating more buzz, obviously with an MMA fighter behind it, it is going to garner the interest of another person who has a very big podcast, Joe Rogan, who oh, yeah. he doesn't necessarily love vegans, but he brings on people to talk it out. And so there's an episode. Alex, do you want to talk? He ab- talks so much crap about vegans. <laughs> he does. He does. Uh, well, I mean, like a lot of <laughs> so, a lot of that audience does. You know, it's true. It's true. I mean, it's it's part of that culture, I yeah. think. Um, but in that. So you were spurred to listen to. Did you end up listening to both episodes? What did I do? listened to um, like the full almost two hour long debate between James Wilk and the um he wasn't I don't he he is a nutritionist but I think he's actually an acupuncturist Mm -hmm. who had come on previously Uh and spoke with Joe Uh one-on-one and saying and basically debunked the entire Uh documentary saying Uh you know it's not plausible that you're going to get enough protein from a vegan diet and right so they like kind of hashed it out after the fact Uh and I had only heard that from Jesse, because you had told me about it. And oh, you were saying, yeah. You, you'd mentioned like, oh, I mean, yeah, I just heard I just he got heard, demolished. Yeah. And I <laughs> yeah. was like, oh. So I checked it out and like, yeah, he was pretty ruthless. But he, I mean, rightfully so. He was just angry, I think, 
that you know they spent like a whole hour debunking his work right in the thing before and um mm-hmm. Now, how cool yeah. is that that Joe Rogan was like, yeah, come on, let's have well, this debate. So, and yeah, that's so, yeah. The Props sort of follow through on this is that they had that episode and then Joe Rogan ended up taking down the episode before, right? I had heard that. He, With the nutritionist? I, when I, I mean. Oh, I, you were able to find it. So maybe yeah, not. It was okay, right so below, maybe you so said that. Maybe that's not know. true. Right. Okay. I'd heard that. Yeah. It's all second. Yeah. Well, but, but we but all want to believe that. Yeah. They definitely had. Let's pretend. La, 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 la. I've got my fingers in my ears. They definitely had a hard time. Uh huh. Um, coming up with any rebuttal after that because they were just kind of like sitting there I, I love that you watched the documentary and you <laughs> yeah. wa- listen to the Joe Rogan uh-huh. episodes without seeing the documentary yeah. and you're completing each other the yin and the yang of this uh-huh. um, and I, but I, what I say is is for anyone out there interested the Game Changers documentary is nice just put it on every once in a while chop at it a little bit it's it's intriguing it's well done um, I, I thought it did exactly what it set out to do which is mm-hmm. I mean we need to have a conversation about it whether everything is sort of extrapolated too far or what interests sort of you people know, have but they also one thing James Wilkes really does that's awesome is he doesn't just talk about the like the benefits to these athletes but mm-hmm. he also talks about you know where these ideas of eating meat came from mm-hmm. and how um uh advertising you know from these big industries way back when you know really formed the way that we think and sh- and shape the way that we think about these uh you know manly strong all these things really you know the way we think about eating meat and also, like, one of the coolest things, also, that's just kind of a side deal, but I was like, this is also another thing that would totally be willing to just try this out, was they did, like, an erectile, uh, <laughs> was it, like, a erectile, what was the word I'm looking for, like, test, like, uh-huh. a, with these three... To um, see kind of the stamina or blood flow. Yes. Well, no, it's not dysfunction. It's kind of the opposite of dysfunction. They were seeing the, not the virility, because I feel like virility is well, related to... Duration, duration uh-huh. of the erection. Vitality. And the width. Uh-huh. And they measure it, yeah. yeah. So duration and width of like Which, how firm. By right? the way, I'm not sure I'd ever want to sleep with something like that on. <laughs> I'm like, oh. Although, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> Well, come on. You but, totally would want to do that. I mean, come on. It, it would be <laughs> funny. I know. That. It's like if you can monitor anything, might as well monitor your penis. But they were showing these guys having like from a meat, like not even like a week. It was just like one day. One meal. You know, yeah. Like, and how it affected them it that evening. Like a hundred percent, 300 percent like increase. I'm like, as a man, I'm like, dude. <laughs> We're eating veggies from, that's it. <laughs> I mean, I, I do talk about, uh, there are like variations. And I think a lot of people, what people assume is a vegan meal. Usually they don't think of like, I mean, I maybe that's changed in the last year, but vegan burgers, you know what I mean? When mm. people used to think vegan, they'd be like, I don't want to eat rabbit food. And it's like, totally. you don't understand. If you eat rabbit food, enough of it, you you can probably have sex immediately after. You don't feel like there's not that full of like yeah. the languishing, you're going to lay on the couch and die for a half mm-hmm. hour. Like you can, it's, you're good. You're good to go. It's so true. And you know what? One of the, uh, one of the like date killer meals is that I made, so I make an amazing ceviche, shrimp ceviche. <laughs> like full date killer meals. Uh-huh. Yeah. And that I learned through experience point. that you don't make ceviche <laughs> for like a date because everybody you, hear that at home. Yeah. Don't do it. Everyone's going to eat way too much and drink a bunch of Coronas and everyone's going to be so fat and stoned uh-huh. that they're going to be like, last thing you're going to do is hook up. Yeah. And uh, yeah, always have been like date killer yeah, meals, date killer meals. Mm-hmm. Um, that's yeah. excellent for those listening at home. <laughs> uh, does anyone have any last thoughts on 
Game Changers. Um, I think it's worth checking out. If you have Netflix, it's on. I mean, I promise it's not like this overburdensome, why is that a terrifying cool, documentary. A cool line from it that I think would be fun to share was the, the strong man. Mm-hmm. You know, he said, when someone asked me, oh, how do you get as strong as an ox eating uh, just vegan or plants? Mm-hmm. He goes, well, have you ever, ever seen an ox eat meat? And it's like, there you go. That's, That's a pretty, pretty like clever. straight yeah. to the freaking point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you yeah. Know? Absolutely. Yeah. Oh. Pretty good. I think it's I think it's awesome that it's like part of the discussion. It keeps it keeps veganism in the in, you know. Yeah. Well, I'll go, so much of veganism, I think, moves forward with access. Right. For a lot of people, a long time veganism was something entirely foreign. And I mean, mm-hmm. it might have been around you, but you might not have had easy access. Or right. like if somebody was vegan, they might only make enough for them. So you never got to try it. Veganism is on every menu. You might order a dish and totally. it's accidentally vegan now. I think things like that happen more and more often, at least especially in well, Los you're Angeles. Seeing that, like things that were always vegan or right. now have these labels slapped on it. Vegan. Right. You know, like, well, mm-hmm. and it's oh, so it's, easy. I mean, it, in the discussion of like flow netflix is i mean it's you turn it on all of us are looking at that wondering Mm. what to watch next and it's like oh you see a documentary it's so easy to click and just start a thing you know and because there's also like um an mma fighter doing this documentary i think he was really able to bridge that gap to men you know who are you'll have a very and i you know i grew i played football and grew up with guys and and construction stuff and it was always that oh you're just eating vegan like you're a pussy you know and this was a good way to just show that like yeah you can eat vegan and be fucking total badass right and i think so for the for the the, the masses the, the people out there who you know need that kind of information that sure. kind of encouragement they can find it well it's a new angle a, right it's a very new yeah angle. And it's, it's done so well too mm-hmm. it's Agreed. like easily digestible <laughs> well that is excellent just like plants so we are going to go ahead and take a quick break when we get back we are going to be talking about our top three favorite stories of things related to food are you all ready yeah, yeah. definitely okay we'll be right back this podcast is brought to you by wiener dogs because they fucking rule this episode is brought to you by Esther Fernando, the coolest person in the planet. And we're back, ready to talk about our top three or three favorite stories of the year um, related to things around veganism. So something that happened or didn't happen things that we noticed things that we saw these are not necessarily headlines in a newspaper though they could be um it just might have been things that we noticed small changes in the world that we think will have a large effect or we're interested in so jesse would you like to start us off with your number three um yeah well i think just like the beyond burger impossible burger coming to town Mm -hmm. or the meats not just the burger but the meats coming Mm -hmm. to town and how We've just this last year watched it infiltrate major stores, sure. major companies. Truly, it's everywhere now. And it's everywhere, and it's and it's uh, it's exciting because it's a it's a revolution in food, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it's something that you know started a long time ago, and I think it's really taking form these days, and it's being widely accepted, and it's you know, and it's also a product, and that, it's delicious, and that is delicious. Right. Exactly. Thank God. I mean, yeah. can you imagine if we were all like, it's everywhere, <laughs> and it tastes like cardboard? It was just like all right. <laughs> God, totally. <laughs> you know, I, I never tell you I did a I did an impossible burger uh burger cook off no. like a while ago with um Was it all, all impossible? 
No, no, with, against burgers. Oh, yeah. oh you told Very me this cool. with your family. We yeah. talked a little about this. Oh, I told you. Uh-huh. Yeah, we it, did it on here. And the interesting part was um, there were still meat patties left and all the Impossible Burgers were fucking eaten. Right on. And people were really liking it. They're liking wild. the bite of it, the flavor. And you know what was interesting is that most people agreed that that they liked it more or at least at the time liked more because it was meaty, but not as meaty as the burger. <laughs> And it was like, oh, this is a little bit like more taken down. It's a little bit more, um, uh, I guess, easy. It's not so heavy. It's uh, yeah, sure. It's That's so fascinating. Greasy. I think. Well, I I mentioned that yesterday. Like, I think I really think people we crave the mouthfeel and flavor of of meats rather mm-hmm. than like the actual like fleshiness of Actually them. Eating flesh. You know, right? But that's really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's also a perk of Impossible mm-hmm. and Beyond is that they constantly get to make themselves even better. Oh yeah, than the original exactly, and they, they totally change the textures and everything. Yeah, it's good. It's really fascinating, and it's just it's begun cr- too. Well, what's know? crazy is in the the idea of it, it's just begun. I can there oh, are four gosh. or five companies that are already imitating Beyond's patty. I mean, I it's there are it's literally like Beyond wrote. I mean, even though Beyond and Impossible are similar, no mm. one's doing what Impossible is doing. But everybody's making a pea protein burger. It was just announced. I literally read it this morning that Trader Joe's is going to make their own pea protein burger. It's <gasps> going to be in stores in the next week. What? Yeah. Yeah. I know, but wow. everyone's doing it. Yeah. Every grocery store, Poor Kroger, <laughs> all of that, Nestle, everyone's hopping in it's because so that much. one's a little easier to make, I think. It's, mm-hmm. I mean, this is me shooting from the hip from far away. I don't know that for certain. But... Um, it's really wild how just even that thing as an idea has normalized to the point that there are generics everywhere. Yeah. And it, these generics, as they expand and more companies come out, it's going to lower the cost. Which is of, my hope, too. Every, yeah, yeah. To make these exactly. Because these should be, I think, like pretty oh, cheap. Oh, they should be way cheaper. I mean, yeah, they're made of cheaper. peas. They're not. You exactly. know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jesus, come on now. Um, all right, Alex, what is your How number three? How many peas do you think it'd take to, to make a cow? Two or three. <laughs> <laughs> Million? Um, I think 2019 has been a really interesting year in terms of like the language we use. Mm. And I think veganism has become a lot more comfortable Ooh. in that discussion. Absolutely. Um, it's it's not as like threatening <laughs> as the, anymore, you know? True. Um, well, I think everybody sort of has a vegan friend now. You know what I mean? So everybody's right. not like... It's just in the like, discussion oh, crap, more. To, uh-huh. um, just in, in the media and everything. So one of my favorite happenings of 2019 is um, the word plant-based in general. Excellent answer. I think that word has really um, kind of revitalized veganism in a friendly, approachable way right. that um, just doesn't isn't associated with... Oh, like the bad things of veganism. Veganism is like yeah. liberal, snowflake, hippie, whatever uh-huh. throwing, language, you know? blood on people. Yeah, yeah it's just like <laughs> more oppressive. It, it's it's tied down. Whether yeah. it, it's, it, even though its intention is is not to be oppressive, it somehow sure. is. It's yeah. like you have to conform to my beliefs. Well, and veganism that's totally not what it's about. Radicalized. But it, it, it's, yes, yeah, it's, it's like it's political, kind of, yeah. not just about Truly. eating food. Yeah. It's a bummer. So I think the word plant-based is a great new thing that's like contemporary and friendly 
and I'm just excited about its use. Whether it, it's whether also or less not, of a commitment. Like I feel better saying it like yeah, oh, I eat plant based and that instead of I'm eating vegan. Well, it'll be interesting <laughs> to see because so right. for example, in the discussion of like whole foods based, you know what I mean? I think that is even within here. Yeah. The the idea that things are um, plant based, it's like things are plant made. It'll be interesting to see if it even fractures even more to have greater distinctions. It because could. I I do think it's a it's an excellent term it really has changed the way people think about food and it has i don't know a lot of people didn't want to be vegan you know what i mean Mm -hmm. it's just it's hard it comes with a a history and Mm -hmm. some people are more comfortable sort of finding a new avenue in and that gives everyone an opportunity uh it's just it's interesting it really highlights how important and effective the language we use is Mm -hmm. like um it was it was emma watson just this past year, remember yeah, she, she like re-branded. she's like I'm not single. Uh-huh. I'm what did she say? I'm in a some sort of committed relationship, relationship with, with herself, like yeah. something yeah. like that. Uh-huh. And it's like plant based could literally it could mean a lot of things, but it could be literally the same thing as veganism. Mm-hmm. I think it's like an offshoot of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but just because it's it's fresher <laughs> yeah. somehow, it's got a welcome mat. Yeah, and the door is open. Yeah. Suddenly, it's more approachable, and more uh-huh. and more people can become like just. You know, they can dabble in it freely. Right. Well, I think that's exactly what it does. Is it's it allows people. No, I don't know anybody who is vegan who says I am plant based. You know right. what I mean? If you're vegan, you you say you're vegan. But if you like to try plant, vegan things, you say like, oh yeah, I do. I, yeah, plant based things. Yeah. Yeah. I just yeah. yeah I thought that mm. was really. It's an excellent answer. Cool. Um, my number three is similar to Jesse's, and that is, thank you, hallelujah. I love road trips and. We have been set free. Vegan fast food is on the rise, my Burger friends. King. Everywhere. Carl's Look Jr. at this. Check this out. So yeah, Carl's Jr. has yeah, Beyond Burger King. We got Dunkin'. We got Del Taco. We got Cadoba. We've had Chipotle. Of course, Taco Bell does some things that I think they're gonna they said they would have a vegan menu this year and then they kind of came back on it. Who knows? But it is everywhere. I no longer have to be on the road and praying for a Chipotle because it was the only option essentially that I really liked because if not, I was eating, I was literally eating a sourdough sandwich from Subway that was just lettuce and tomatoes with no sauce other than mustard, I believe. Wait, you wouldn't get any of the other Cucumbers, veggies? Oh yeah, onions. you can do, yeah, sorry. Yes, you can do those things. I'm not going to do wrong. Uh, I'm coming around people listening at home who are worried about my onion intake. I'm coming around. Mustard. But anyway, it's I mean, it's it's here. It's I easy. It's accessible. A subway from a subway, that vegan subway. That be del- you know, you gotta like get all the veggies. They're starting to. You gotta get oil time. and vinegar, uh-huh. and then you gotta like mm, the oil and vinegar with pepper and salt. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay, so I just found out that Jesse and Alex love the thing that I had a disdain for at Subway. Well, that's the only that's the only one I would eat because I'm right. on, on the road. If you eat fast food, by the time you get there, you're gonna be constipated for at least three days. <laughs> uh, um, you get sick too. Well, the other part of this is, which is really nice, is that it's going so well that most of those places, so Burger King and Carl's Jr., who have already introduced like extra variations of it you know if they only kept like one on there and it was sort of the like Mm -hmm. here you go here's your Mm -hmm. one but carl's jr has already introduced they did their it's like the onion barbecue burger here we go the western bacon and then there's also the and then sauce breakfast sausage at burger king uh uh that just got announced yeah they did with impossible that's right that's going to be coming out so again it's just it's expanding it's growing and that's it's it's just exciting it's not it's not like a here you go a paltry offering what's the one i saw uh carl's jr on the way over here says we don't 
drink our plants, we eat them. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I like yeah. that. That's clever. You know, like vegans oh, are finally getting slogans and taglines. Get out, get out of here, smoothie. <laughs> I, I can't lie. When Carl's Jr. debuted, they they Big put out way. a um they put out a Super Bowl commercial last year, and I just thought. Like baller, w- holy! We we got our first vegan commercial. What yeah. in the world are we living in? The Super Bowl, straight up. Well, it certainly is liberating because you know you just get off a plane and you're in the airport right. and then you oh see God, the sign yeah. of Burger King and it's just like fuck yes. You don't have to pack at snacks least, for four days. You know, like, you know I mean? at least uh, I have something. Right. See, I like awesome. hardly. I I try not to eat any of that stuff, anyways. True. And right. I'm, I'm thinking, but like, if you're on a road trip, oh wow, but, not on a road but trip, I've never, I haven't had the. The Beyond Patty or Impossible Patty from any one of the fast food places, uh-huh. and I've even asked myself, I'm like, wait, does this mean I can eat? Fast <laughs> yeah. food? I think oh, all, so I think vegans are going through that question that's now so because true. I mean I you hadn't been I've I, never eaten so I much fast food in my life right I <laughs> since, since I was younger you absolutely know? yeah I haven't been to a Burger Is King it a since trick? I was eight right. but it's it's awesome because. I mean, there's a merit to fast food. You know, it's valuable. I mean, what it's, you can hate it. It's part of America. It's convenient. Yeah, <laughs> it's sometimes you it's need America it. America. Uh, All right, so let's move forward. Jesse, what is your number two? I would say my number two is probably like CBD and hemp extract being put in like normal foods and just kind of... Like I was drinking this drink called Vibes at um, the climbing gym. and <laughs> That sounds like a drink that has CBD like, in it. Dude. This is great. Uh-huh. I literally like, went in there kind of feeling down. I drank this drink. And I was like, man, I'm feeling good. And I went and got another one. I didn't know they were eight bucks a piece, though, but <laughs> <laughs> I thought they were three. And I was, you know, I was like, never on the back. It has um like uh, hemp extract. And I don't know, I think it might have CBD in it, but but I love the CBD products. I love <laughs> hemp products. Yeah. And I think that the people making these are the same people that are on the green movement, doing the mm-hmm. vegan thing. Like they want, it's about good products that are really healthy and naturally occurring yeah and do the job that they're intended to do you know like nourish you and heal you and make you feel better cbd is interesting it's whenever i go back home to missouri it's everywhere now there are businesses Mm. that advertise it with signs come on in cbd oil here and it's just it really has uh become part of the sort of national discussion I think, I mean, I, I have a family member who got really interested in it and they surprised me. I didn't expect them to have any interest. I kind of assumed that they would not not be against it, but definitely didn't seem like their bag. And mm-hmm. it, they, I mean, they're, they're all on it. Yeah. Well, you know, I think there's one plant that really screams to be overused. It's hemp. Uh-huh. Hemp like grows so, so easy. Strong, it's so easily. You can use right. it for fucking anything. Right. Mm-hmm. And it, yeah. And it, just grows enormous it grows so easily mm-hmm. and the seeds are edible the plant can be made of concrete foot clothes you name it it can be made into it right and um yeah i just think it's wonderful i like you know marijuana being legal i think it's a huge step i think making it into food uh-huh. and having that and something that's so versatile that should be used at like a for so many things. Well, so I wanted to, you said using CBD in food. I have had CBD in drinks. I have yet to have a meal that has it. Well, have you had anything that's actually cooked with CBD, or do you cook with CBD? Oh, I was um actually one of the restaurants I worked at Shibumi um uh-huh. downtown uh-huh. with David Slosser. He was doing he was doing a lot of experimentation with like CBD uh-huh. um in his restaurant. 
This was like a year or two ago? Yeah, as well as just straight up marijuana. But But one of the salads we did was a Kakinzi dressing um, young hemp leaf salad with (laughs) like um, crushed avocado. (laughs) And we made a dressing with, it was fermented vinegar, CBD oil, um, hemp seeds. Mm. And... um, I think that was about it. Probably is a little salt and a couple. I forget exactly. I have it written down somewhere. Interesting though. But you but, really like yeah. this. That was a great oh, salad. It was a, it was a delicious salad. I don't know if I. And it was. It, is, it was it, is a hemp leaf just a marijuana leaf or is that hemp a separate? Seeds? It's a male. It's a male plant. Oh, okay. So yeah. whenever you eat that, is there any like? Is it? Is there CBD in it? Is it? Yeah. Or is it just it's a, a mild oh, amount? Yeah. Oh, okay. There's um, interesting. Mm-hmm. So yeah, like the young marijuana leaves are nice and tender, and you can. Just chew up like any leaf. <laughs> just walk oh. it in. Eat, somebody's eating a salad. You walk into Tender Greens. Uh-huh, you have yeah, a hemp totally. leaf salad. That's kind of cool. Right. Yeah, it's but interesting. It, but these these things just being like these medicines that are just being being integrated into like common day food because that's what they really should be. Is common. Uh-huh. It shouldn't be like, oh, I only take a drop of CBD when I have a cold. It's like <laughs> you should be taking it all your fucking long so you never get a cold uh-huh. or whatever. Uh-huh. You know. Yeah. Huh. You know, it's, it's like don't like don't start cancer prevention when you have cancer. Start it when you're healthy. Right. <laughs> Absolutely. It definitely feels good to have that embraced. Mm. It seems nationwide. True. Of like, yeah, we can just release the stigma a right. little bit. Mm-hmm. It's cool. Alex, what is your number two? Uh, my number two is not necessarily vegan based, <clears throat> but I definitely think it affects the community. <clears throat> I wanted to give a shout out to Greta Thunberg. Uh, I think that's how you say her name. Uh-huh. That's how she says it. Um, uh-huh. She's now 17, but she is the climate activist who initiated this kind of worldwide discussion and demand for action against mm. um, the threat of greenhouse gases. And um, I just think she's amazing. And I think uh, her like unapologetically straightforward and unrelentless commitment to um really criticizing the the un Mm. and like demanding action and yeah it's more of a serious subject but like i i I just no that's she's definitely that was definitely one of my favorite things of 2019 i think it will go down Uh in history well also (laughs) for me what's so fascinating about her beyond what she's doing is she is uh a really interesting speaker and yeah. part of her her speaking style is so unique because of and what's interesting is tip, typically people who as far as i understand uh, have autism and are on the spectrum in some capacity um it typically don't i don't think speaking is something that they tend to gravitate towards but i think it's actually shaped her language to make her more unique more interesting more approachable because of the way that she frames and considers language. I actually think it's been really fascinating to see, uh, just like to read transcripts of her speeches because even without her saying them, they have a very unique cadence mm-hmm. that I, I feel like um, ultimately just bodes well because her her life now is a life of public speaking. She is in the public eye. She is obviously like a, an important subject for I think both sides. Um, and yeah. I, it's been really interesting and I just... Can you imagine being 17 and going through all that? She's just, she's really just brave, you know, really unafraid mm-hmm. of being in that spotlight and however uncomfortable it is and like however, uh, you know, how, however many people ridicule her or anything. I think she's a really inspirational young woman and 
um, she, you know, it definitely inspires me to continue being vegan because I mean, that's why I do it. That's how I reason with it now is, Oh, I'm doing this for the planet, you know, just <laughs> doing, doing our part. Um, I'm sorry. What did she do? <laughs> oh, she, so she, I missed that. she's a climate activist from, she's from which country? She's, from, she's Swedish. Oh, okay. She's, that girl. Okay. She's the girl yeah, who like started, sat outside by herself this. outside of, sorry. um, well, I don't know which building she did. Was it city hall? Parliament, the Swedish oh, parliament. Mm-hmm. And she, she sat out there by herself. Yeah. And then With over the, sign, the course of a school strike, she didn't, she didn't go on school to go to school. Oh, so you're congratulating um, her. I think it was like, once a week. Yes, for, yeah. for just disavowing her education mm-hmm. <laughs> and Getting standing out outside of parliament and saying, do something. Getting some recognition. But now she holds these massive yeah. strikes. And yeah, yeah it's, it's global now. People truly. do it every, I think every Friday there's, she, there's marches for uh, the climate now because of her initiative. Uh, yeah, nice. Which is it's, really cool. I mean, yeah. it's more than I did when I was 16. Yeah, we need to take you know? care of our planet. We need to, you know... I think it's it affects the 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 conversation about veganism or plant based. Mm-hmm. Definitely does, and like where we go from here, you know. Agreed. All right, because that's definitely one of the biggest arguments of vegans is that you know by doing this we can be healthier and have a healthier planet. Mm-hmm. It's a huge you step know? in in terms of like. And I think that's very true. Yeah. I think when we get away from like mass, um, you know, institutionalizing animals. In a very poor way, we can get to having a much cleaner, healthier, and also just a better place to live, you know, for everybody. And I think and people learn to respect animals through the way we eat them, you mm. know. It's true. Absolutely. Well, I mean, it's again back to that language thing, you know, mm. plant-based, vegan, sustainable, eco-friendly. Like these are all carnivorous, hot topics right. for 2020 and the sure. years ahead. So it's exciting. It's excellent. Yes, definitely. My number two is vegan investing. Oh, that's a good one. ESGs. So right. there's a, there's, there is a, in theory, there's like a mutual fund of some sort. This is actually not what I'm going to oh. talk about because that it's not really that vegan, at least not yet. Maybe the fund will become more vegan as more vegan companies uh, sort of rise, come out and have IPOs. But uh, really, I want to talk about just the ability to, um, to put money into Beyond Meat, which mm. is something that you can do. You can buy their stock on the stock market. Um, and it's, I think it's the one of the first chances I, people, that whole thing of like, put your money where your mouth is, I believe it. And if you can, um, I, I, I mean, I full disclosure, I own stock. So me saying I'm excited about this, you, yeah, but I'm, I am excited <laughs> about it. I mean, it really is put your money where your mouth is. And that is, if you're going to yeah. believe in these vegan companies, if you're going to say, I think that climate change is important, then it's going to be really hard to own stock in certain oil companies, things like that, which obviously have mass effects. Now, everything has an effect. It's hard to know, you know, to say that anything's perfect because nothing is. But just the opportunity to say, I believe in this and I believe in this more than just buying products, which is what I can do with Impossible, but I can't invest in Impossible. I can invest Mm -hmm. in Beyond. And that's one of the things that I think is important is giving us the opportunity to really sort of have a say in that governance and that IPO that gives us a chance to at their annual shareholders meeting say I think this is really important I think that is really important and we get to sort of try to help this company see the future too because they they're they're going to be a big part of it well and we're going to see that um or we are seeing that the exciting things in food that are happening are in veganism 
And there's some people still, you know, doing things in food that is having to do with vegan that's also doing very well, I'm sure. But I think the biggest stuff that's happening are these these things we're talking about. And I think we're going to start seeing this just expand more and more. And we're going to start seeing things about meat start closing, you know, like, you know, I think we're probably already seeing like certain farms and corporations that do starting to like, you know, lose money or close down or the two largest milk producers in our country filed for bankruptcy this year. Boom. Look at that. I didn't even <laughs> know. I didn't know that. Yeah. But I knew that. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. It's been a, it's been a very interesting the paradigm year. shifting, you know, the yeah. way you can. You know, What's wild is, I mean, in theory, these companies that are so massive, you can see like Tyson, right? A massive meat producer in America. Yeah. Mike Tyson. <laughs> He's a bit, he, he grows chickens. I was going to try to do a Tyson, ex, uh, Tyson impression there, but I was like that would be terrible and i can't do it anyway um i don't know if that'd be very vegan to do that <laughs> I, wait is he no he might be vegan. no i don't know actually i don't know um well making fun of people is not very pc which oh, therefore also. is not very vegan and yeah it is, you know, well, so, but tyson a meat producer in this country for a while was a major i think owned a 10 to 15 percent stake in beyond meat they have since sold it and tyson has started making their own version of beyond meat which is of course what they did you know it's espionage um but it just shows again at least what's interesting that certain companies are paying attention i mean there was a i remember a thing i read a long time ago where it was in our um the s p 500 the 500 biggest companies in america that um i think it's something like every 20 years like 75 percent of those companies are gone Wow. Because they they don't innovate. They yeah. you get yeah. stuck on one thing and then you ride that wave until it dies. Mm. And you know, I can't tell you how many restaurants I've worked in where people um, would just say to you like, "Oh, why don't you do it?" When you, when pose a question, "Why didn't you do like this? This is better." Or "Why don't you use this product? Mm-hmm. It's better." And they'll time and time again, I've been told, and I, I'm sure tons of people can relate with this. They go, "Oh, it's not what it's not what the people want. Uh-huh. Oh, they don't want that. They like this." And it's and that idea is ridiculous because it's like they're just eating that because that's the other thing's not available. And we've seen that people are totally willing to pay more for organic, mm-hmm. for vegan, mm-hmm. for, true. you know, non-GMO, mm-hmm. holistic, all that great stuff. Mm-hmm. And and it just goes to show that there is definitely money and expansion in making things well mm-hmm. and doing it well it's you true. know yeah, if you actually tell people that if they know if they can understand where things are coming from how mm-hmm. they're getting them i think that sort of i think storytelling will play a larger part in our food in the next 10 to 15 years because i think people need an education i mean it's weird but how often when you walk through the grocery store and you see an onion sitting on the shelf do you think that thing was in the ground somewhere And they had to harvest it and bring it to us. I mean, it's like you just think you walk to a grocery store, the food is there. But Mm -hmm. part of that storytelling is remembering that like this, like if you eat an ear of corn that grew on a stock somewhere in a, maybe in a farm in Iowa, like it's crazy. Uh, So anyway, we're going to, let's go ahead and take a quick break. We will be right back to talk about all of our number ones. Numero uno. This episode is brought to you by sunshine and sunscreen both at the same time good huh and we are back to talk about our number ones so jesse what's your number one of the year okay my number one is definitely 100 percent the release of 
the movie Fantastic Fungi. <laughs> Paul yes, Stamets. yes. <laughs> I love mushrooms of all different kinds, and I'm a huge advocate of their health benefits and their flavors and and just them as everything. They're just such a magical... Magical power. Yeah. And this movie like shows in such a great way like just how magical um, fungi is. You know, from mycelium, the networks underground, and how it really just... It, it, can, be, it can be a great indicator of how well our planet's doing, <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. And, then, and then all the wonderful mushrooms that have been curing cancer, have been turning oil into just beautiful oyster mushrooms and oh, I love them. you know I'm and it, it's it's one of those movies that just kind of makes you made me go you know we're gonna be all right <laughs> <laughs> as long as these things don't turn on us we're gonna be cool you know and it's a it it's it's great it makes you feel like that you're not the most powerful thing on the planet that these things might be and I like things like that yeah 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 okay. and it's just great and like um you know, like turkey tail, reishi, and lion's mane are huge right now. Mm-hmm. You know, and they're being made, and people are eating pills, and people are finding just awesome results uh-huh. in, um, you know, cancer fighting, just all around immune and system building, and and it's just wonderful. And they're just such magical things. I just love it. Jesse. How many films do you think you saw in theaters in the last year? Uh, I don't know. So this is my favorite thing. Is I'm, I'm going to assume it's under 10, maybe under 5. And yeah, my probably. favorite thing is that Jesse, if you want to get a better, clearer picture of who Jesse is, he goes to see documentaries about mushrooms in theaters. And that's how excited yeah. Jesse was. It just makes me love you, Jesse. You're, oh, yes, you're an excellent you. person. It's, you know, it's definitely the only thing worth watching. <laughs> <laughs> I, w- I wish like every week Paying they released one and you kept going to see mushroom documentaries. Oh, I would, man. Yeah. It's makes me want to see it. It's I know it did. Really Your bad. enthusiasm made me excited yeah. for it. I, and I will say I'm not about to go see it in theaters, but I can't wait for it to pop up somewhere it's online. Fine, but it, it'll pop it will up come up. Yeah, it's coming. And it's it'll beautiful. Be it's in Paul Stamets. If you know, anyone doesn't know who Paul Stamets is, he is the mushroom guru. He is a, a cool looking dude has like glasses and a little mushroom hat and he just knows all kinds of stuff and it just really brought to light and brought to the to the table to your house um these magical mushrooms everything from psilocybin to medicinal uh-huh. and just showing like what these things really are and how amazing and underutilized and how much we are underappreciating this this thing that we think is just like a butt mushroom that we just cut up raw and push to the side and whatever. On on underappreciating, that's going to be part of my number one. Let's uh, <laughs> let's go ahead. And 2019 Alex, was definitely mushrooms year. Well, so let's right? talk about that, Alex. But, well, well, wait, why do you say that? Well, I just think because of all of what you said, you know, like the, I think the FDA is pretty much almost oh, there yes, in terms like of um, yes. psilocybin, making yeah. psilocybin use that's true uh, medicinal purposes to oh, treat yeah. ptsd for depression. for depression that's right um mm-hmm. and honestly there should be more stuff like that in theaters and people should I have know. the incentive and like i mean because yeah it's a magical world it like is. there's so much wonder in just plants and and the natural world it's mm. so cool um <laughs> quite a detour <laughs> but my uh my favorite of 2019 was Just Egg. Ooh. 
Just, just eggs. egg. Just so egg made by Just. For people who just. don't know what that is, what is Just Egg? Just Egg is a product. It's not an egg, I'm sure. It's a sustainably <laughs> sourced protein, uh, m- like imitation of... Like kind of like egg yolk. You you're okay. supposed to use it to make scrambles or yeah. um what's or, or like quiches or what would be it's the like other? scrambled eggs. Yeah, uh, okay. it's a, it's an imitation egg product that comes in a little plastic bottle. Yeah, I think, <laughs> I've heard they're working on that. I think that's most people's out of complaint. mung bean. That's right. And this stuff is delicious. My yeah. life. Oh, mung bean's amazing. It's really My cool. My yeah. life as a vegan has so been transformed. It's a super great coagulant too. Yeah, this whole like you, you that binding. You know how eggs mm-hmm. are really sticky. They stick to your pan. This does the same thing. Yeah. It is just as hard to clean you out of your pan. It gets like really thin and flaky as it uh-huh. crisps. Uh-huh. You know, uh-huh. eggs do that. Same and this deal. does the same thing. Yeah. And it's it's really good. It's just delicious. And I think the opportunities for its uses are just like I'm totally use- out there. I'm excited to use it in baking mm-hmm. and just like other dishes requiring like egg when used with meat and stuff like mm-hmm. that right um, i'm gonna use this for making our yeah y- our uh, veggie patty we're making uh-huh. color gonna have a veggie patty cook off we were talking about it's making a great it. binding uh, um i bet agent. i can find a way to use that in some obscure way you better watch out yeah, i just feel like my you. life i mean i'm happy i got everything i need i got my impossible burgers i got an extra beyond burger uh-huh. or beyond sausages oh yeah we got cheeses uh-huh. we got like everything and fails to mention coal oh no my life scrambled eggs i'm sorry like i really miss them i'll take just eggs over coal any I, mean, day. I, I would take scrambled eggs over myself also <laughs> Uh, yeah, they they are great, and You're I agree great too. You're I agree too. That's very sweet of you to that's say. A separate. Oh thing. my God, stop! Apparently, it's it's <laughs> also available though. If you're living in Los Angeles. It's also available at Ralph's locations. Really? Yeah, it just moved to Aldi, in West Hollywood. Aldi's have I think them too. Is it good with ketchup? Ooh. Good question. I have yet to try that. We'll, we'll like get back to you. Great with your, it's great with salsa. I've tried your salsa all over it. Oh yeah, yeah, mm, rocks. All right, all right. It's very good. It's probably good with ketchup. Ketchup's, you know. Did you know that like. Americans, like the average Americans, eats, I think it's something like 2.2 gallons of ketchup like a week. <laughs> I was reading this, I was like, what? <laughs> it was crazy. Was Were you on ketchupfacts.com again, Jesse? Probably, yeah. Every time, I always catch you there, man. You love those ketchup facts. I just like to reassure myself that I didn't just hallucinate the amount of ketchup America eats. He wakes up in the middle of the night like, well, how much are we eating now? No, my, yeah. my problem is that if I have a, like a gallon and a half of it, I'll realize that I'm still a gallon behind, so I'll just chug one to catch up. You know what yeah. I mean? I always catch up with two, my ketchup. You know, um, two yeah. gallons at all time, man. You never know when you're going to cut supplies. <laughs> all right. So I'm pulling back in. Mm-hmm. My number okay. one is actually something I don't even have that often. And I maybe I might have talked about it before on the podcast, but my number one is oat milk. And oh, the one. reason that is a it's a new liquid best friend, it is available at everywhere that is actually interested in making things good. That's why if you go to small, nice coffee shops, they will always have it. Whereas mm-hmm. most major chains don't. I get that it's harder to do that, yada, yada. Okay. So the reason why this is my number one though, is again, not because I use it all the time. I think you both are more with coffee, <laughs> coffee like devoted than coming me. From I know. The Alex least uses it every day, like, but <laughs> here's why I love it. It's because if someone had told me 10 years ago, you know what's going to be great and people are really going to get behind, even people who don't usually drink vegan things or something like that, they'll be like, oat milk. I would have been like, you're lying. Oat milk? You're really? High. That's the thing that you think is going to be the great new vegan milk? 
And the reason why it excites me is simply because it reminds me of how many untapped places we still have to go in food, right? Mm. The places oh, where yeah. there is invention to be had, to be found, for us to take products. Has everybody heard of aquafaba? Faba? Yes. I just recently so heard of this. People use yeah. it to make like vegan meringues, things like that, or mm. they'll use it for certain cookies. And it is, guess what it is? So you pour out your chickpeas, right? right. And you leave just the juice and then you whip the juice. Mm. You it could be actually from any bean. You can make you, right, aquafaba any bean. from like yeah, just red beans. beans. Yeah, anything. Beans, yeah. yeah, anything. Fava beans. But it's crazy. Maybe. Again, another yeah. thing where you just go like, <laughs> who was the person who discovered that? So that's always what I think. And this is how I feel about oat milk. It's like, who was sitting around and was like, you know what? Oat. And I know that we're excited about all these developments, but these are the ones where I think these naturally occurring products that are pretty much a singular mm-hmm. ingredient mixed with one other thing. I think that is beautiful future that's the stuff where i'm really excited to see my pantry expand i want to see more things pickled i uh, one product i'm really looking forward to miyoko's which makes some of my favorite widely available vegan cheeses in stores um i am really looking forward to they're working on making their cheeses out of beans which most of them right now are cashew based and expensive Mm -hmm. nut but beans not very inexpensive really can you i can totally i cannot wait to spend a fifth of the amount for this thing. It's just, it's, it's going to open up new realms for us. And that's all I'm saying is I'm yeah. looking forward to well, You that. know what's awesome about aquafaba is that I've been, so I've been seeing, because you had mentioned to me the other night and I was like, oh, I've heard that. But it's, it's, it's used a lot in Indian cooking. Hmm. And, and like curries and really? stuff. Yeah. Okay. Wow. And, um, and that's one of the places that, so if anyone's wondering like, oh, a place that I could look to use this product, <laughs> you know, hmm. look to like Madam Joffrey. Uh-huh. You know, some of her older cookbooks. Oh, and, okay. And, um, you know, kind of older. I think a lot of like more newer Indian cookbooks are getting to, uh, are a lot quicker, but these older ones have things like that. And you can use aquafaba in it and, uh, in making these awesome Indian curries. That in Indian, India is a lot like, uh, wow. huge v- vegan vegetarian community. No, I didn't know that. Country. I'm going to look into that. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Any last thoughts, anybody? That's it. I want to make a chickpea cheese. It's coming. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I can already see how to do it. Just like blend it up with like food processor, then like squeeze a little water out, put a little probiotic in there, hang it kind of like a hobbit leaf bread from your ceiling, <laughs> you know, and then just hopefully it doesn't turn into, um, you know, a maggot-ridden pie that the orcs would eat. Uh, <laughs> um, and that is how we will end our yes. top three favorite stories of 2019. Yeah. Wow. All right. So we are going to take a real quick break. And when we come back, we will be talking about our top three favorite meals that we ate this year. Sweet. Excited. Okay. We love you listeners. Yeah. Yeah. Bye-bye. <laughs> we'll be right back. <laughs> This commercial break brought to you by Alex's Stomach Crowley. It's hungry. Is it dinner? This podcast is brought to you by wheat. That's it. That's the whole thing. Wheat. And we're back. Thanks for joining us, everybody. We are now ready to talk about our top three meals of the year. And these are things that are available anywhere. Not anywhere, but 
in the world rather than something we cooked at home. Right. Jesse, do you want to take it from the top? What's your number sure. three? Well, my number three is um, probably the umeboshi sushi roll. It's shiso ume. Shiso ume or ume shiso uh-huh. and natto roll. And there's two rolls side by side. Where is this? Um, you could probably get any traditional Japanese place, but not everywhere does it. But we found a place downtown, um, called Umasa. Nice. And they do a really nice one. You get them separately. So you have one roll that has ume shiso, uh-huh. which is like the, the plum paste. Yeah. And then the really, the really tart and pungent yeah. for people who haven't had it. No, but it's like a purple. You might've seen it as a paste blended at stores. Uh-huh. Yeah, uh-huh. exactly. So it's like the really floralness of the shiso, the tartness from the ume. So good. And then you counter it with the funkiness of the natto, Ooh. which is a super nice palate cleansing back and forth kind mm-hmm. of action. Cool. What, what is natto? Natto is fermented soybean. Oh, okay. Look at yeah. that. Um, for a lot of people, oh. it can be very weird their first time. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, okay. Yeah, uh-huh. it's like it, it's like mucusy. <sighs> yep, it's yeah. weird. <laughs> it's a divisive item, but I yeah. like that. Excellent. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Very cool. <clears throat> yeah, I, umeboshi palms. And, and, and the umeboshi is so good with the natto because the natto kind of coats your mouth and it gives you that funky kind of foot flavor uh-huh. that people... So after you initially get that, the umeboshi just kind of clears it right out, uh-huh. you know, as quickly as you want it to. <laughs> <laughs> Alex, um, what's your number three? Um, my number three is um, a burger from a little place here at home. It started in K-Town. Uh-huh. Um, I think 2019 is definitely going to go down as the year of the burger. And Monty's, Monty's Good Burger. Monty's Good Burger. Is by far one of my favorite things that I've enjoyed this past year. So we'll break that down for everybody. <clears throat> what comes on the Monty's Good Burger? It's with Impossible Patties. Uh-huh. And they use, I believe, Follow Your Heart Cheese. That's right. And a delicious little bun. The potato bun. Potato bun. That's right. Um, And they've got, you know, all your... Caramelized onions, lettuce, tomato. Yeah, no, no straight onion. And then there's, is there ketchup? There's, uh, there's their no, Thousand Island secret yes. sauce. Yeah. And then, uh, do they no ketchup? No else? ketchup. They have tater tots and French fries with yeah. a bunch of little dipping sauces and that very are all well vegan. Done. It's yeah. really good. Yeah. And want to check that place out. It's yeah. delicious. They opened up a new location here in Echo Park, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's even closer. And it's like always busy. Mm-hmm. At least every time I've been there, it's just right. packed, which is great. Right. They're, they're just awesome. Yeah, it's great. It's a hop, skip, and a jump away from Dodger Stadium. If you're ever looking for some trouble on your way to walking down Sunset, it's mm-hmm. a perfect spot mm-hmm. to either stop at after or before. And it's called Monty's Good Burger? Monty's, Monty's Good, Good Burger. Burger. Uh-huh. So I can say, welcome to Good home, Burger, home, home of the Good Burger, man. <laughs> take, take your, your order. order. Yeah. Yes, you Even may. only. <laughs> so really, it's like a, well, the one in K-Town's like a little hole. Uh-huh. It's like so yeah, good though. It's so worth and it. And there's no parking there. So the one on Sunset's like nice and big. E- sit down. Easier to do. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot more parking over there. True. Well, not much. Ish. But yeah, I know. It's still a fight. <laughs> Less parking. Yeah. <laughs> but, but bigger it's, uh, space. Well, the general area, right? The, the journey yeah. maybe, I don't know, makes you appreciate not. the burger more. <laughs> I mean, if you're just walking around, it's that's probably the best bet. It's a good spot. That's excellent. Uh, my number three is 
a little dish from a place not far from Monty's Good Burger. It's a place called Elf Cafe. It used to be all vegetarian, and recently, I think they went all vegan. I'm not sure of this, uh, but they serve a crispy oyster mushrooms. These come with a smoky tagine aioli, a za'atar, a chili, a, uh, chili oil, and then a gimolata with it, and it is primo. These oyster mushrooms are served so well. They're diced up. It was just really flavorful and crisp. Super well done. We just had this recently, but it was... I think it's, I don't know, it's maybe the year of the oyster mushroom in Cole's heart. <laughs> yeah, oyster mushrooms are just mushrooms, killer. Man. Yeah, they're they're very good. So following in your fantastic funk guy, <coughs> yes. this is my answer. Yeah, the more mushrooms, the more better, <laughs> you know, as I always say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like that. Uh, Jesse, what's your number two? My number two is a liquid meal, and it is Koya cold brew Ooh. with plant protein. Koya? Ooh. Yeah. How do you spell that? K-O-I. K-O-I. I think. Maybe. Oh, K-O-I-A maybe. I think that's what it is. K-O-I-A. Koya. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Are those in like grocery stores? Like a little yeah. bottle? Like kind of squarish bottle? Mm-hmm. Yep, that's oh yeah, it. I've seen those. Now, most of them are like flavored dessert flavors. Yeah. And they're very sweet. They're sweet in monk fruit extract. Oh. Um, Classic sweetener in America. Yeah. And, <laughs> and like if you're looking for something that's like, like a liquid... Uh, Dessert like caramel brownie or something. The other flavors are all right, but I think the cold brew one is the most mild. And literally, I've been like living off these things, especially <laughs> climbing. Man, I just get the caffeine, you the get caffeine the plant and protein. That's smart. Yeah, and get you. I've probably up. already spent like a grand on them. <laughs> so if, uh, if yeah. you Koya, if you hear this, Jesse needs a sponsor. Uh, yes. Uh, What's up? It's good. Yeah, this, those are a nice little move. Cool. Excellent. Yeah. Um, Alex, your number two. Well, I picked one that's not necessarily here. That's okay. It was discovered in in uh, in Germany in our on our Berlin trip this past year. Oh no, you and I are gonna have the same. I knew it. I stole it from you. It had to happen. (laughs) Well, because you mentioned on the topic of oyster mushrooms, Uh they make amazing schnitzel out of these oyster like king oyster mushrooms yeah so they're they're massive mushrooms they're like they're they're like they're pounded thin um i don't i'm not sure if they're pounded but like they're just so meaty in that amazing way that oyster mushrooms are are just like chicken in their texture it's so Mm -hmm. mild i looked up the description on their website it's a vegan gluten-free corn breading with lukewarm potato and cucumber salad and also fried potatoes with it. So what's interesting is it comes out and you've got this massive sort it's of huge. swath of yeah, oyster it's mushrooms. Like, it's a really big serving. Yeah. And then and then from there you have two potato things, which normally you'd be like two potato sides, but one of them sort of tangy, tart, sweet. Uh, uh, Agrotten, yeah. whatever. And then, uh, and then on the other side, there you go. Sure. And then, the, <laughs> and then, the, uh, and then the fried potatoes—they're just really like nice, crispy, crunchy, whole halves. You know, the small ones. Uh-huh. It's just there's this. It's weird. You're like these are. They feel like not the same vegetable. The right. way that they serve them, it's really delicious. <clears throat> and um, it's are wonderful. The same potato. I I actually don't. That's don't a good know. question. I don't know. It's not the but same it was potato, amazing. Though, it might the same not be. vegetable. That's true. Yeah. That that schnitzel was so good. Yeah. It's from a, a restaurant called Schnitzele. Yeah. So it's it's like schnitzel, but <laughs> it's like the E-I at the, Schnitzele. E-I it's like the, the way end. that schnitzel. they you know it's like uh-huh. I don't know if it's German or no. 
Yiddish or something, schnitzel Yeah. For people who have been in Los Angeles, when I went there, it sort of felt like the equivalent of Mohawk Bend to Berlin. Yeah. It's sort in of terms it, of its because like it only had two vegan decorating. options on the inside, but it, they were excellent. And mm-hmm. then it just they had a really friendly menu, and everyone it had like nice lighting. It was just well set up. Yeah. We ate there uh, one night by chance, and then immediately made a reservation for four days later. So that way we could come back with the rest of our family. Oh, wow. It nice. Was so good. Was really you know, good. I feel like mushrooms have the versatility of like tofu. Mm. They, you know, yeah. they can be <clears throat> soft. They can be chewy. They can be hearty. They can be light. That's so true. And um, I think, Magic. too, we're going to start seeing a lot more mushroom products being in, uh, you know, repla- like meat replacements. Well, we're starting to get to a place, too, where I think places will hopefully stop carrying i mean what's the what's the white one that you see everywhere shiitake no button no it's oh it's a button but it's yeah. like there people always use the same ones or they use what are the massive ones the big around they portobello always, yeah Those are like, all the, actually button mushrooms cremini mushrooms and portobello mushrooms are all the same mushroom right but i mean just I, oh, wow, just I just mean, hopefully yeah. we're going to start seeing uh, more cool. variety in them because that's the oyster mushrooms were new <clears> to me this <throat> year it was just like oat milk. I had never seen them before. I don't think I'd had them. Not that I was searching out mushrooms, right. but I don't love the really big mushrooms. I don't want that gumminess. I love them fried or cooked, sliced. And it's very, it, it was just a wonderful experience to go like, oh, I, I do like mushrooms. They're just a different kind. Just a different kind. Yeah, yeah. totally. Because also, you know, that mushroom flavor that I think that people don't really like, it's that mushroom, really. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of other mushrooms don't taste like that. Different flavor profiles entirely. <laughs> totally different flavor profiles. Yeah, mm. it does. I mean, with so many mushrooms on Earth, it does make you wonder if you'll ever be able to sample even a tenth of them. You know what I mean? The ones no, that are edible? probably not because there's probably a tenth of them and then the rest might kill you. I don't know. Well, I, no, I mean, if you're edible, <laughs> but that's true. Yeah. That's so true. Yeah. Mm. Uh, all right. Well, Jesse, do you want to go ahead and take us in? Oh, oh wait, I didn't do my number two. That, well, what what you was gave that? Because no, he talked about That's my it. number one. Okay. Yeah. Uh, oh, my bad. No, you're great. Uh, so my number two <clears> is <throat> a place that I want to celebrate. It's a meal that has sort of, it's been a big part of my life for the last couple of years, but it is sadly moving out of- Are you stealing of, my- That's my uh, number one. Well, there you go. So we're, wow, we're exchanging. So you can't so steal, steal my number one because okay. that's like- Okay. Well, let me guess. Oh, hold on. I'll no, let you- okay. No, no. We can talk about it now. No, we'll come back around. We'll let you no, wax poetic on your number it. one. It's it. Burmese. <laughs> it is Burmese. It might Let's be. talk about it now. Do you want to talk so about it now? So sad to see them So go. Alex's number one and my number two is Da Yi Myanmar Corners Burmese Tea Leaf Salad. Now, for people who are- who have never had Burmese food, it's my primary recommendation for anyone who likes Thai food or Indian food, anything that sort of blends, it kind of blends both. It's a very interesting mixture. Um, they have noodle dishes, curry dishes. It's a really wonderful food. It's very approachable. They had a really extensive menu that we didn't even have, like get the chance we, to try. I think we finally did everything um, on it, like uh, over time. I'm not sure. Maybe there were not. some, which is wild ones that you didn't even know what they were. It's true. So, but everything that we had there was just phenomenal. So I'm going to describe this salad for people who are at home because <coughs> so when it gets served to you, it's a really interesting thing. Look it up online, but usually it gets served in separate pieces. You can see everything but in it it's fermented tea leaves so those are green tea leaves that are fermented and then you've got white it's on a bed of white cabbage with uh, surrounded by diced tomatoes sesame seeds fried lentils garlic uh garlic and uh roasted peanuts and then that's with a garlic lime dressing and sometimes i think traditionally it has fish sauce in it but Mm -hmm. you can exclude it it's wonderful you mix it all together and we actually just took jesse to have this recently did you love it oh i loved it it was so great it had so much dimension to it, and it was also mild in flavor. Yeah. It was really nice to just get that 
you know, mildness so you could really taste everything mm-hmm. in it. Because sometimes the dressings, you know, especially in like Southeast Asian Most salads so powerful. Well, even in America, if you go out and That's get a true, if true, you go out yeah. and get a salad, usually you're covering the thing in dressing because you don't want to. I don't know. It's a very interesting experience. It sort of reshaped how I thought of salads. But Alex, you adored this thing. I think this is one of your favorite meals ever. Yeah, it was one of the best meals of my life. Yeah. <laughs> because, you know, you have the, the lentil tofu on the side, too. Oh, yeah. And um, it was just so complex. And, and like you said, just really subtle mm-hmm. <clears throat> at the same time. Um, yeah. Sad. I'm sad that they'll go, but I'm, I'm honored. <laughs> I'm honored to have been able to experience I was gonna say, it. You know? I'm glad we had it. We've, we're, but we are losing a good friend. That's true. Yeah, it was just a fun spot too. That location um, and service was just so friendly and open. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Delicious. It was a great. I don't know. Great. It's probably open. Was it still open for a little bit? It has. It has like another. Be, probably still still no, till the end of the go. month. Yeah. No, it probably will be. It's open till. No, I talked to him. It's open till the end of the month. If you're in Los Angeles, you can go have this Burmese food. Otherwise, you can get this salad at other Burmese restaurants. So if you end up in a city that has Burmese food, give it a try because it'll probably be similar. And it's wild. My only recommendation: don't do it at night if you are caffeine sensitive because this thing. Gets you ripped. <laughs> <laughs> it was like the best part though, because you'd go oh, there and fun. just like spend like almost two hours just like talking and being yeah, hyper talking, and oh. great conversation. <laughs> true. And just eating delicious food mm. and like you would if you got a lot, like a big order like we did, you uh-huh. just kind of mixed everything together and it just made uh. everything everything complements each other so well. A dream. The Sean noodle, lentil tofu. Mm-hmm. And tea leaf, and yes, the jintok too is worth worth talking about because that is just super weird and out there, yeah. but it's delicious. It's a ginger salad with peanut butter and lime juice dressing and a bed of cabbage coconut. and coconut shredding. I don't think shreddings. it has peanut butter in it. Does it? I think peanut butter was part of the sauce. I think it's, I could be wrong. It's ginger, ginger, and just coconut oh, with wow. like jalapeno and God. the same dressing Crazy. as the other one. Another I'm not excellent sure. salad. Mm. Another it must was, have. Oh, so phenomenal. <laughs> All right, Jesse, do you want to take us in? Do you want to give us your number one? (laughs) Yeah, well, so the the place I found myself eating most and the dish I got most was a mapu tofu with wood ear mushrooms, lotus root, and pig ear Uh sides Uh inside of brown rice. And this was at Joy. Mm. I love Joy. Yeah. Yes, Pine please. Uh, Delicious. But my favorite part of this. We don't do that that often. We got to. Yeah, it's tell me more. Keep oh, going. So, and that was all great. And I love the dish and it's phenomenal. But my favorite part of the meal was none of those things. It was the sea foam green tea. Sea salt foam green tea. Where they Whoa. like you have a green tea and it's sweet and there's like it's a kind of mild you get boba in it and then it has this like you know, it's cream, so it's not vegan, uh-huh. but it's this sea salt cream on top and I fucking love this thing. <laughs> I get two every time I went there. It's, it's so good. There is tea sitting on our table right now uh-huh. in Jesse's hand. So it, he loves his tea. That's What's it called? It's like a sea salt foam green tea. Oh, okay. I think that's what they call it. So Joy Joy is a Cantonese restaurant, so right? Um, I think it's like a Taiwanese. Taiwanese. There we go. It's Thank a yeah. blend though, isn't it? No, it's a Taiwanese. Oh, okay. Yeah. Mar- oh, American well, kind of, but yeah, Taiwanese. One night I ate next to, a, I believe, a Taiwanese man who like, pretty much seemed like he was crying from mm-hmm. his dinner he was so excited he was like this is real Taiwanese food he was like I haven't had this since I was a kid 
Yeah. I don't know. Or like yeah, in a restaurant. That. It's like when I was at a Pine and Crane, you can see in the kitchen and there's like old grandmas like sitting on stools, like making dumb things by hand. True. You can just tell it's got that home vibe. It's a great spot. And yeah. And, and you know what? Everything I've gotten there is delicious and Very affordable. Good. It's true. And atmosphere is great. I really like it there. Oh, we feel it's one the of those same. eateries that like you can go to several times a week and you're not like, oh, I spent with just two people like a hundred bucks. Like, you spend like 40 bucks. Right. Or we have some to like go that. in our fridge currently. Oh, really? Yeah. 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 You don't really burn out on it yeah. either, which is no, nice. Yeah. You know? It's very true. So just your little sides. Oh, man. I just those woodier mushrooms. Woodier mushrooms are killer. Those are amazing. Uh-huh. Those are my favorites. Oh, I sea, like them over the bamboo the sea salt now. foam tea. Oh, my God. Ooh. So good. Okay. <laughs> You're making me want to try it. I wonder <laughs> if they have a green alternative. Well, all right. So because Alex and I both already did our ones through our adjacent number twos, do we want to toss out some honorable mentions? Do you guys have anything that you want to sort of quickly shout out that you think was excellent? Oh, um, I've got a few. Can I Can I start? Yeah, go for it. Okay. Let's see. So um, my uh, man-eating plants is a pop-up in Los Angeles. You actually had this with me. Their shroom bao. Do you remember the one we ate with BMO? Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. There's, I loved it. So it's a lotus-steamed, beer-battered king oyster mushrooms with a cashew hoisin, pickled chilies, and roasted chili oil. Ooh, so good. Uh, next up, Laudery um, is a... Um, it's one of the most famous sort of macaroon spots out of Paris and has a few macaron. places, macaron places, thank you, oh, um, wow. places in Los Angeles, but different the one in, the one in Beverly sweets. Hills went all vegan and Alex and I just went recently and they had a raspberry tart that is so tart. Uh, whenever I eat a tart, I don't want them to be like kind of sweet. I want tart. I want to be tart. crunched. I want to get, I want to hurt and, uh, I almost do. It was excellent. Last Kansas city. Alex and I went to this place called uh, Blue Sushi Sake Grill, and we ended up having these two rolls that sort of changed my mind on what I wanted out of uh, like sushi. Not that I wanted everywhere, but we had this thing called a veg- ve- vegan South Pacific and a shoujin roll. And both of them, the shoujin's barbecue seitan with grilled asparagus and pineapple with like a creamy center. And it was barbecue sushi with pineapple in it. I never would have, but it, it worked. And we were in Kansas City, which Sounds is Hawaiian. I mean, it's got it. I guess it was, yeah. But we were in Kansas City, South where barbecue yeah, feels yeah. feels fair. And anyway, it was a wonderful moment to try to sort of try. I don't know mm, sushi with barbecue. So yeah. it, it was an interesting was it mix. Scary? Was it like the little bites? Uh, yeah, it was. Or yeah, was it a roll. Uh-huh. It was a roll. Oh, yeah. it was a roll. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, nice. Yeah, it was very interesting. Uh, what about you all? Any other honorable mentions? Um, you know, I tried the Impossible Burger for the first time, <laughs> and you know, I know we've been talking a lot about that, True. but that was a cool experience because that was the first time that I've had a vegan burger where I'm like, wow, this this tastes like meat. <laughs> <laughs> and it was just, you know, it was right when we first started everything. It was a really cool experience, and I definitely think that if you haven't tried it, you should try it just because it's you know going to be around in the future, and you should be able to have some opinion about it at least. It's true. Right. <laughs> and Alex. Um, I'll mention two places. Um, Pura Vida uh-huh. in Hollywood. on Melrose, West Hollywood. West Hollywood. Uh-huh. Um, Italian spot, uh-huh. all vegan. Really good. Uh-huh. <clears throat> really good carbonara. Yeah, I crave that a lot. Nice smoked mushrooms. Um, uh-huh. nice atmosphere. Agreed. You know, mm-hmm. only wine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh-huh. uh, I think that's worth mentioning if you are looking for a new spot uh-huh. for Italian and um. Another one would be Cassell's. Yeah. They have a... Yeah, Cassell's is cool. They have an amazing homemade uh-huh. 
veggie burger? Yeah, so it's vegan. Right. It's it's or it could be made vegan. It's, it's delicious. The uh-huh. bun. They make yeah. So tell them about the bun. What what is that? So it's a sourdough bowl, bun that they bake in house daily. They mm. cut it in half. It seems it comes out and it looks too big on your burger. But here's the deal: oh, if you make amazing. your own veggie patties, which they also do, it's excellent. Um, they tend usually to smush they smush down. out, so it ends up fitting the <laughs> burger roll, and it's it's so filling. Jesse actually had this with me mm. our first meal together. Oh yeah. Ever. Yeah. Is yeah. that thing good? It was great. Yeah. Oh, it's like surprisingly just well done. Yeah. Oh, it really is. And uh, the, the, I remember the bun being very like, like, wow, this is a great bun. And it's a bun you don't really get like anywhere. Either. Right. Yeah. Nice chewy top. Yeah. You know, hot, steamy, light on the inside, but has a nice crust. Yeah. Really great. It was so good. Not that many places do great house made patties, but they do. Burger Lords does. And then mm. um, the other one I love is Spoke Bicycle Cafe. All three of those have really interesting, unique, very different from each other house made veggie burgers that will make you fall in love with veggie burgers. It's veggie delicious. Burgers Spoke, rule. Spoke had great food. That, so that bun, the breakfast uh-huh. bun I got, oh, so good. Jimmy, Jimmy, put it in my body. Uh, that so was good. And those be potatoes, though, were killer. I know. They do those everything crispy well. fried potatoes. Yeah. 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 I really like those. Been a fun year for food, everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's only gonna get better. It's oh. exciting. Yes, it is. <laughs> it's getting better every day. Yeah, hey. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Well, to everyone listening at home, thank you for joining us today. We really appreciate it. Uh, we are Vegan Carne Alliance. You can find us on Instagram at Vegan Carne Alliance or on vegancarnealliance.com. Today, I am joined by Jesse Molinex. How can we find you online, Jesse? You can find me at Jesse Molinex. Instagram. Uh-huh. M-U-L-L-E-N-I-X. Yeah. And then Alex, how can, we, how can we find you online? Uh, you can find me on Instagram uh-huh. at Alex Irit, I-R-I-T. Excellent. And yeah, That's find good. me. So thank you all for joining us. If you enjoyed the show, it makes it easier for other people to enjoy the show also by doing the thing where you rate it. So if you enjoyed it, please give us five stars. We appreciate it very much. Thank you very much. And hey, have cool. a, Yes, sir. I think we should take us out with a little harmony. Ooh. Do you want to, should we sing it? Yeah, I think so. (coughs) Vegan Carne Alliance. That was beautiful. Yeah, perfect. Excellent. Start a band. (laughs) You heard it here first, everybody. We're starting a band. Yeah. (laughs) I can play the oolong tea bottle. That's right. Uh All right, everybody. You have a nice day, evening, life. We will see you for the next episode. Thank you for joining us again, and goodbye. Bye. Vegan Carne Alliance. Vegan Carne Alliance. Vegan Carne Alliance.